Welcome to the next episode of Morgan Yaspor Podcast. Here is the week one of Iowa high school football uh, recap. Um, I'm going to bring in Zach Trummel here, and him and I are going to go through Southeast Iowa football and kind of go game by game and just go over if they won or lost, a little bit about um, the game, if either one of us know how it went or anything, and just kind of go over last Friday night's game. It was a beautiful night for football. First, I want to welcome in Zach Trimmel. Um, been on the podcast uh, a few times. Uh, welcome back, Zach. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, uh, we're just going to go ahead. I- I've got a list of games here. We're just going to go down the list one by one. Uh, first one here, Cardinal. Um, and we are going to use BC Moore. Uh, that's a website that-, that him and I are very familiar with for the rankings. And this week, uh, he has them at, at 1A, uh, number 34. And Cardinal is 1-1. One coming off their first loss. They lost 14 to seven to the Southwest Valley Timberwolves. And I was there on the play-by-play call close game throughout cart. The Cardinal common defense was strong all night, gave up one drive with about seven and a half minutes left uh, for the uh, winning touchdown for the Timberwolves. The other score was on a pick six. Um, so the offense struggled unlike last week with their big win 63, 26 over Columbus uh, but their defense was much better, only allowing really seven points on the night. Um, you know, it, it was just a much, you know, Southwest Valley was a much better football team than Columbus from what I saw. And Cardinal was in a dogfight. And coming up on, you know, throughout the year, you want close games and everything else like that. So I don't think it will hurt Cardinal very much. Everybody gets in the playoffs. Uh, just a really good high school football game on a beautiful Friday night in Southwest Iowa. Yeah, that's kind of a team, you know, where I teach here in Sigourney. That's uh, kind of a new team that's on the schedule this year's Cardinals. So uh, kind of keeping an eye on them this year. And uh, I think they're starting to get things turned around a little bit. Yeah, that's, you know, Cardinal. I know they're looking at the District 2, Minneapolis, Sigourney, Van Buren, stuff like that. All right, we're going to go ahead and go on to game two here, Ottumwa, uh, 4A, number 22. Now, the biggest thing was with them is Thursday at noon, they got a phone call that Burlington canceled their game. Um, so they were scrambling for a game. They were able to get it. Um, they found Central DeWitt, um, which is, you know, a really strong baseball school historically. Um, but that's got to be tough for a coaching staff and everything. You plan really, you know, all camp and everything going into this game. You know what Burlington's going to do. You've played them almost every year, and then all of a sudden a monkey wrench gets into it, and you are essentially going in blind. You know, you can find some tape and everything, and I'm sure the coaches stayed up late Thursday night getting whatever they could for them. And, but, you know, a nice tight 14-7 to ball game. Um, I think uh, there were, from what I read and everything, there was a few interceptions thrown uh, by the Bulldogs that kind of uh, hampered their offensive effort. But just looking at, from afar, 14 points given up, given up I would say the Bulldog defense is – is maybe improved this year. Yeah, and you know, I don't know much about either. I know Central DeWitt has had really good athletics in the past, you know, baseball, like you said, basketball, they've been solid. So I'm guessing they have, you know, quite a few athletes. And, you know, you expect the Tomo as a bigger school to go in there and compete, and they did. You know, as you talked, I think this whole COVID thing and the derecho or whatever has – has made some really intriguing matchups. That's that's kind of fun. I think it's new and different. So I'm kind of excited about them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that kind of wraps up that game. Let's go to game three on our list here, and I think was probably the game of the night, and and I think a surprise, 
Um, 1A, number 37, Pekin, did pull out the win, 37-31 over Central Lee on a last-second goal line stand from what I hear. Am I correct in that, Zach? Yes, that is correct. That's what I have also heard. Yeah, so in Central Lee, uh, you know, I know they won their last game last year against Davis County, and they hadn't won in it probably a year and a half or maybe even two years. Um, so that Central Lee, maybe they're turning it around, or maybe Pekin's a little bit down a little bit. I, I don't know what it is. We're still early, first game of the year. But on paper, that was not supposed to be that close and just really surprising. And I think Pekin had to make a comeback in the fourth quarter to even get the win. They were down most of the game. Yeah, they were. And I, I don't know a lot about Pekin. I know they lost some skill players, but I think they returned most of their line. And, uh, you know, they, it's it's one of those powerhouse programs, and I'm sure they, you know, didn't have their best game. And, you know, Pekin's always going to be around at the end of the year. They're one of those uh, solid programs in the state. Yeah, speaking of another solid program, go down to number four here, 3A, ranked number 45, which you cannot believe. And uh, this is BC Moore, but – the number one ranked team in the registered poll and everything else, Pella, did lose 30-6 to to Dallas Center Grimes. Now, I am not surprised they lost the football game. I believe they lost to them last year as well, but I am surprised at the score, 30-6. to Yeah, I mean, Pella hasn't lost like that in football in, in years. Um, so, who knows? I mean, I don't know much about them. I know Pella's a powerhouse. DCG's been coming on in the last few years, and, you know, you expect them to be solid, but... I would yeah, expect Pella to bounce back. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I know, and we'll talk about this later in the week, but they have Harlan this week. Um, so, you know, Pella could get beat there, but at the end of the year, they might be number four and Dallas Center Grimes might be number one. So it may not look as bad in the future as it does right now. Correct. Uh, we'll go down here to the next game. 2A, number 31, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont, lost 34-12 to to Pleasantville. Um, I really don't know much about this game. I do know they have a new coaching staff, um, so just a little bit. And I think with the COVID situation, and I know he was coming in from out of state, I think just their preseason preparation was just hindered so much, and I think that came back to, to get them tonight or on Friday night. Yeah, and, you know, that's another opponent of Sigourney Kyoto coming up this week is Eddieville. And, you know, I know I know they hired Lloyd Cisco, who when I was at Washington came in there and turned that program around and got them all the way to the dome. So I know they're well coached and, you know, it's going to take time for him to put his his mark on the program. But I think you'll see that program go in the right direction. All right. And next, uh, 1A33, uh, uh, your school here, Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, they did win 27-21 over Mid Prairie in a pretty good probably rivalry game, relatively close there, uh, both good football programs. Uh, did you go to this game, Zach, or not? I did not go, but it, it was on our TV. Uh, Mitch Eslick, our basketball coach, and Lee Crawford did the call on it kind of through the radio, so I watched the whole game. Um, it was a heck of a game. Sigourney came out and, and played, uh, you know, a solid first half, and Actually got up 21 nothing in the game and uh, kind of held on. Uh, Mid-Prairie threw a pick in the end zone, but, you know, it was a great play by the Dua kid to pick, you know, get a pick in the end zone with like 13 seconds left to, to seal the victory. But it, it, was a, it was a solid high school football game to watch. Well, that's good. All right, we'll go down to the next one here. 2A, ranked number 27, Albia, uh, goes on the road and lost 36-7 to to Mount Air. Uh, Mount Air historically is a very good football program, so I don't think that's uh, anything too much to look too much into. 
Um, I know Alvy returns uh, their quarterback, the chance kid, big, tall, strong arm, good athlete. I would expect Alvy to be a little bit better this year. Yeah, you know, they've got some – they have solid athletes. They're going to have one of the best basketball teams in the States. I just don't know what they have up front. I think that's kind of hurt them in the past, you know, giving the chance kid time to throw. And uh, so, if you know, if they can get, up, get better up front, I think uh, you'll see some progress from that program. Yep. All right. And now 1A, number 26, uh, Pella Christian goes on. Um, actually, I don't even know if they were on the road or at home. Uh, lost to Des Moines Christian, battle, battle of the Christian schools, 29-24. I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think both those schools are really, really good and probably going to be ranked in the top ten all year. Yeah, I would assume both teams have quite a few athletes, and uh, they both probably you know like that matchup to see where they're at. And I would, I would expect them both to make a little noise come uh, playoff time. Yeah. All right. Now 3A, number 49, Fairfield. Uh, they won 15 to seven over Knoxville. Both you and I both have connection to Knoxville with Coach Keller being the head coach there. When we were both at Eddieville, he was there. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see him turn that program around, but it's tough. I think I read where they started a freshman quarterback. Um, so either he's really good or, or they're, they're uh, looking for something there. But Fairfield with a win, I know they've struggled the last few years. For, so a good job for them, 15 to seven, starting off the year one and zero. Yeah, two 3A programs that, you know, are that have struggled the past few years, and I think they're both trying to find their mark. So uh, that was a good matchup for both of them out of the shoots. And on to the next one here, 3A, number 18. I think they actually got a boost in the ranking from their loss, but uh, they lost 47-27 Oskaloosa to Dyke New Hartford in one of the most unusual matchups uh, of the, the year here, at least in Southeast Iowa. Yeah, I mean, Oskaloosa obviously lost quite a bit from last year, but Dyke, you know, they're ranked anywhere from, you know, one to five in a lot of the polls. So that was kind of a crazy matchup. You know, you look at it as, what, a 3A versus 1A or 2A, but I think Dyke was the better team, and they proved that. I think Oski's kind of rebuilding, and um, I'd expect them, you know, in the years to come to have another solid squad out there. Right. And the next one here, in a real surprising one to me, 3A number 22 is Mount Pleasant 1-0 with the 28-27 win over Clear Creek Amana. Uh, the surprising part is Clear Creek Amana has some really good football players on their team going Division One and everything. Yeah, I was a little shocked at that score too. I thought Clear Creek might get the win there with ease, but you know, I don't know much about Mount Pleasant at all, but Clear Creek had a lot of hype around them and you know, neither one of us know how the game went, but um, that was that was kind of a shocking score to me as well. But historically, Mount Pleasant has always has a lot of athletes, and it, nothing surprises me with that uh, school and that football program. Correct. And then probably the upset, I would almost say, in the entire state last night, we'll go to, to more your neck of the woods, uh, 3A, and they're still ranked number 41, and I know BC Moore has, has formulas and stuff, but the one and zero Washington Demons over the Bettendorf Bulldogs, nineteen to ten. Yeah, you know, as a, as a former Demon, I would I would rank that win up there with you know maybe all time as the best win in Washington football history. I mean, just and they've reading been in the some, dome many times. Yeah, I mean Bettendorf's a powerhouse. Um, I don't know what they have, but you know they're always going to be right there. And I think they held Washington to eighty total yards in the game and. It was really Washington's defense that was able to pick them off three times, and uh, yeah, I say that, that's what I saw. That it was three or four interceptions that just Bettendorf couldn't get over the hump. 
but yeah, that was a, that was an interesting matchup and a, and a great win for Washington that, you know, could, could lead to big things for them. Yeah. I mean, you just got to look, you know, with the win over there and I don't know the rest of their schedule. We'll talk about them each week here, but you know, they got to be looking down the road and making some noise in the three, a playoffs. Yeah. And I think, you know, unfortunately for them, I think the East side of the state might be a little better this year in three, a, there's some really strong teams over here. I mean, I saw Davenport assumption is really yeah, good. That's going to be yeah. somebody you're going to have to probably get by to as a Washington demon to go to, you know, to probably get to the dome. Right. All right. And we'll go to the battle of the pennant here. Uh, really two uh, area schools, two uh, a number 45 and 46 Davis County with the win 28, 19 over Centerville. I really don't have anything on that game. Just, you know, two area teams that, that we want to talk about each week. Yeah, I know Sigourney, Kyoto, scrimmage Davis County, and they said that, you know, they had some solid skill players. And uh, I think they're both those programs are kind of working their way back where, you know, th- they can contend every single week. So I think that was a solid matchup for both of them. Right. And then we'll go to, to North Mahas here, A, ranked number 59, coming off uh, some real struggles the last few years, and it continues against East, Mar- East Marshall. Uh, 29 nothing with the loss. And unfortunately, I think it's going to be another long year for North Mahaska. Yeah, they've just, you know, in the last probably decade, they've really struggled from, you know, they've gone from winning a state title to uh, they've really struggled. I know they have some athletes. They're, you know, they're going to put a solid basketball team on the floor this year, but football's a whole different monster. You got to have, you know, line and everything else. And they just haven't been able to get it turned around here in the past couple of years. Right, and, and that's just real weird for me to see. When I first came to Southeast Iowa and was at Eddieville Blakesburg, I mean, they were winning. Every, they won state title in football. They won a state title in basketball all in those first few years I was here. And just to see them struggle is just very foreign to me. But you hope the Warhawks can get a turnaround here and start making progress. Yeah, exactly. I, I'd like to see them get back on the winning side again. And, you know, the next one here is Centerville, and we've already talked about them. And then the last one here did not has not played a game yet, but it's, it's Van Buren, and they're hoping to turn things around after uh, several years of struggling here uh, with their first game coming up this week. Um, just anything you want to add, uh, just kind of, you know, summing up week one. You know, my big thing is I'm just glad everybody got to play. And as, as of Monday afternoon, evening here, uh, I haven't heard of any big outbreaks or anything yet. And, you know, I always I tell my kids and I know, you know, on the radio and stuff. You said I'm it, it's just nice to see football on the field. Uh, like I said earlier, I, I, it is kind of intriguing. Some of the matchups you're seeing because people are scrambling to get games, which is is kind of fun. We may never see these matchups again. And, um, you know, hopefully we can keep having Friday Night Lights and hopefully the Big Ten can get their act figured out. and We can get Hawkeye football back on as well. That's- Hey, we're, we're uh, Iowa State released uh, today 25,000 fans in the first uh, game. So I saw that. That's awesome. I, I'm surprised at that, but great. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining me, Zach. And we'll try to do this again Thursday night and preview next week's game out of these teams. So, thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Morgan Yaspor Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please click the like button. And if you want to hear more from the podcast, please subscribe to the Morgan Yasport podcast wherever you get your podcasts.